There is no phone ringing, damn it! What the hell are you talking about? You know what the hell she's talking about? Now, what in hell am I going to tell this boy Shaver's parents? That a substitute nurse assassinated him because she couldn't tell the doctors from the patients on the floor? My God! Okay. You let a woman beat ya. You little tiny nothing. Why did you move closer to me? Closer to Don't, you. Bob. Uh-uh. His name was Jeremiah Johnson. Norma Ray has been working since she was 16. And Jeff Goldblum is the psycho freak who's everywhere the action is. That's outrageous! You try one more goddamn stunt and I'll light up the fucking sky! I'd rather die running than be left here alone. Okay, but remember, serpentine! Absolutely. What a guy. You can fuck the lilies and the roses too. A decade under the influence. No rules, no limits. No wonder these filmmakers changed our world. Oh, goodness. Hey, hello and welcome to another episode of A Decade Under the Influence. If you read the title of this, you will know that we are watching... Uh, the FBI Killed Jimi Hendrix. Obviously. Life of Brian. No, I was thinking because, uh, you know, he had given money to the Black Panther Party and was in a position to, to give more, and he died mysteriously. He could have been killed by the FBI during their COINTELPRO program. It's not proven. It's one of the out there conspiracies, but uh, this movie uh, was banned for many, many years in many different places, and it was banned in Norway for like 10 years or something, and the Norway? ban was, yeah, yeah. Oh. but uh, if it wasn't for George Harrison, a lot of people pulled funding because of what the subject matter was about. They're talking about religion. Oh, no, we need to talk about religion, because let's overthrow the government. And get rid of the stupid book and organized religion. But because George Harrison put up the money, this movie was able to get made. That's right. And if the FBI hadn't killed Jimi Hendrix, we may have uh, less racism, less people shooting cops over bags of Skittles or whatever. Or shooting cops, shooting... I <laughs> you know what I mean? Less people shooting cops You see, over now bags what, what had happened was, is that Victory <laughs> made the coffee too strong. And now I'm all over the place. <laughs> But we, we brought it home, and it's delicious Nicaraguan blend. Medium roast. Medium roast. And thank you for making the coffee. Fair trade and organic. Fair trade, organic. What is it, shared? shared Listen, bro. don't yes. panic. It's organic. Yay! Now, we're watching the Blu-ray, which looks really good. Yeah, so far, it looks fantastic, but we're just at the title. I did some of my research with my laser disc, so that's okay. We still get our street cred. My laser disc <laughs> uh, burst into flames. Because You're you people, what? you people don't know enough about this movie that you have to listen to us tell you stupid shit about it. <laughs> no, we're gonna give you medium level stuff. It's just it's gonna be a nice podcast for you to listen to while you ride your bike on the Springwater Corridor. It's like it's of course ridiculous, right? That it was banned, but but also even. Even taking into consideration a religious perspective, it's not an anti-religious movie at all. No, it's and a, we're going to... There's a lot of... Super go into that. There's a lot of legit history referenced in here. It's like a history nerd's, like, jokes that history nerds would make about this subject. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, but at least Terry Gilliam definitely is. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start I've always loved that about movie. Monty Python anyway but is what 
The, Terry Gilliam's the, what? He's a he's a super history nerd. He has a history oh, yeah. uh, television show where he and goes. Graham and, Chapman's gay. Yep. We saw him put <laughs> coins in his, uh, in his butt and drop them <laughs> in a jar. And him and the host were drunk, and they did a really good job with it. After having a long, serious conversation about, yeah. about <laughs> homosexuality in Britain. So okay, yeah, it was so, banned in Norway for a year for blasphemy. So Which you is know, so strange. I, it's it's. But I want to talk about that point real quick. It was banned in Ireland too. That makes a little bit more for sense. blasphemy and, the, and banned in the Bible Belt. Some places in England, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. One of them was like the ban was just lifted. And the commentary I was listening to it was like ninety three, ninety four, something. Something that I really like about uh, the the area like Norway, Sweden, that that area is they got beef and it's all like local small town kind of beef. Only it's country size. You need to press play. I, There's I, gonna be all these I'm spots to, where the, but hold on, no one's one saying shit. Second, like <laughs> what's funny is Norway. I mean, both Norway and Sweden have national churches, like uh, national churches of Christ or whatever that are like state churches. Don't mess with the national churches of Christ. But what makes what makes me giggle? I'm is out of Nor- here. Norway banned it first. And then Sweden, in response, didn't ban it, and 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 they uh, gave the key or the title to it. Uh, the movie's so funny that Norway banned it, which I just think, <laughs> as a local, like fuck you, is just fucking fantastic. <laughs> All right, I'm pressing play. We're on the title screen. Uh, it's the play movie section. I'm hitting it in three, two, six, one, play. Fucked your shit up, and now. The person's going to be saying something, and you're not even going to know what's going on. Yeah, it, 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 you're going to be out of line. Because I respect our listeners. <laughs> Why did you up to six? Some of this for the wrap up. I was falling asleep hard last night. I did not want to sit there and listen to two different commentaries for four hours. <laughs> I was falling asleep watching that. Interview. Yeah. It's exciting that, you know, another thing I like about the 70s is it's still like, let's get together and talk about it. And they face off with like a, a bishop. Right? <laughs> Fucking cool. Straight up beef with a bishop. Did you put the subtitles on? Fuck yeah, I put the subtitles on. Did you put it up too loud? I did put it up too loud. <laughs> Yeah, have you have you not seen that Terry Gilliam uh, his, history? It's still show? too loud. Oh yeah, so I watched some of it. I I thought it was really fun because it's just like it's him in fucking costumes looking. And at another it, like, one does one too. Michael Palin does it where he, does he goes what? around. It's not necessarily history, but he goes talking to people. I watched him in the Castro, interviewing a gay cop and shit. It was pretty cool. <laughs> And it was all on the up and up. And he was like, no, gay cops in this town are about 2%. <laughs> it's like, I'm not, There's. it's not all of us, you know, gay cops dealing with the gay community. Right. It is a nice idea. Is it? They asked Gandhi what he thought of Western civilization. He said it sounded like a good idea. <laughs> Maybe they could just do a better job with it next time. This is a scene that says, All Capricorns are kings. You're king, Victory. (laughs) Rockin' gifts. 
So because I had to go back and listen to the other commentary, a lot of my facts are going to be out of order. Six cast members played 40 characters. <laughs> but also the people that aren't the Python people are playing a lot of different characters. Mm -hmm. Got a John Cleese in blackface. A little bit of blackface going on there. <laughs> kind, of, kind of purple. and It's like one of us should try to be the color of these people. <laughs> it's the one in blackface, the one that brought the myrrh. <laughs> it's not blackface. It's because he, he puts too much. It's myrrh on his face. It's the analgesic balm of myrrh. <laughs> it's an ointment. It's one of the words that I used to really hate. Now I don't care. Ointment used to really bother me. Ointment. Did you, were you also bothered by moist? No, moist never bothered me. Butter bothered me a little bit. Boob is kind of a weird word. Ointment. <laughs> butter. Boob. <laughs> boob. Boob. <laughs> I really appreciate that. I love this whole, like, placing... Uh, conversations how they might happen now in those times yeah that's kind of how it started as they were thinking you know what about the people in the back that didn't really hear the sermon on the mount very well and didn't get it right he does this push or he does this push uh -huh. sorry blackface <laughs> but it's it's filmed in a funny way we fucked that up they're literally glowing and in the technical commentary uh, Terry Gilliam showed us how you did this effect and it was interesting to people oh Terry Jones wanted you to know that he did not actually hit the baby <laughs> <laughs> it's still too loud for us having the subtitles do you want me to turn it down just a, a little bit like, I mean it's it's my need now because this song is ghastly. Right. Brian! <laughs> he grew so old and grew. Mm. You know, it makes me think of um, some bad James Bond. Oh, totally. Like, uh, soundtrack. So there's a parallel story to Christ so the movie could exist and you could make jokes. Kind of like Star Trek was able to get things under the radar. You know, because it's happening on a another planet, politics. The original concept was supposed to be uh, the 13th dis uh, Disciple, which is a guy that was like kind of always arriving late and kind of got it wrong. <laughs> you know, and that moved into this. Not really a disciple, disciple more of a hanger-on. Right. This has like the funniest original name of any movie I've ever heard. The Thirteenth Apostle, or no, the Life uh, of Brian. The original name for this was supposed to be Jesus Christ: A Lust for Glory. Yeah. 
fucking love that. Uh oh. No! They fucking fell in love with this art design stuff. Well, it was something he could do away from the others. It was like Jesus Christ Superstar was just starting to be less banned. <laughs> and then this came out, and they were like, okay. Back can, to Mega Band. We can ban shit again. Uh, Y'all already know this, I'm sure, if you're listening, but the, you know, these are the people that did uh, the Flying Circus and Holy Grail and uh, Meaning, of Life. Meaning of Life, but they, you know, they wrote all of these things as well. It's not just acting, they, they wrote all of this together, and it's kind of neat, and it's all well rehearsed. People keep thinking that it's all ad-libbed, like they would, you know, have been coming up to Cheech and Chong for decades thinking that they were high when they made it, but it's all severely rehearsed and, you know. It's just stuff that, like, people like to take drugs and, and watch, like to think that the people are also on drugs. But right. It's very tightly wound and rehearsed and <laughs> not really necessarily ad-libbed at all. Yeah. But written together and, and hacked out over a long period of time. Well, the thing I was watching, they said that they went to Barbados for this and just, like, wrote out the whole fucking thing out there and just had a ball, just, like... Yeah. Writing, you know, this is, it, like, most Monty Python things is done in, like, little sketches that are that are super funny. They're super funny. Oh, thanks. Little sketches are super funny. Little sketches. Psst, psst, psst. Hospital callback. But yeah, the people in the back that just are getting it wrong. It's wonderful shit. (laughs) (laughs) Now they went to Tunisia to film this and I learned that Keith Moon would go with them so he could party with them afterwards and hang out with them. And uh, he was on some, it's later in my notes, he was on some weird drug prescribed by a doctor to help rid you of your craving for alcohol. Some, you know, not good for you. But he was to play one of the um, faith healers, not faith healers, one of the preachers you'll see later. And he died the next day and wasn't able to do it. September something, 1978, I'll get to it. <laughs> oh yeah, all manufacturers of dairy products. <laughs> These always remind me of like shitty liberals, and they're at the end too. They're actually getting hung at the end, and they're. They're like, is this a Samaritan place? We don't want any Jews, Jewish people hanging next to us, right? <laughs> I 
love this. <laughs> they went to the, the throughout this whole movie. You see how they went to the trouble of giving everybody fucked up, dirty teeth and right? shit. It's really kind of cute. They love that. Blessed are the meek. Oh, that's nice. And he, then they have like a you know six-hour argument about whether to show. Whoa, <laughs> that's also film fun. <laughs> they always do those like weird edits, like right. Yeah, whether to show like the the nails going into the cross and stuff. There's Judith. It's one of the things that... And the Judean people's front. Right? Oh, I thought they were the people's front of Judea. (laughs) Yeah, you want to join the, what was it, PFJ. (laughs) Oh, and then they always point out that that little thing, like in Holy Grail, is like, you know, an inch or something. No, it's just like a foot. (laughs) It's very small. It's only a model. (laughs) I mean, obviously, you know... Biblical times and the Bible hates women, but uh, it is true that women could not go to stoning, so they came up with this bit. Yeah, they have all this like realism and shit, but then Donkey looks fake as fuck. <laughs> no. And when they're like murdering the Christians, they show like all the body parts and gore and kind of go back and forth. I do see the craftsmanship in these stones. And that they were saying, yeah, women would have gone to the stonings anyway. <laughs> it opens up a whole market. Gravel. <laughs> and of course, um, John John Cleese was a former uh, teacher. Yeah. So he always ends up playing all these roles of like the guy. He taught Latin too. And yeah. I think all that Latin stuff in that scene is correct, save one thing. But it was like too long for me to write down how it's wrong. You can find it on IMDb. Oh. He's a great extra, by the way. <laughs> yeah, and then he's the, you know, another leader in a leadership position in the uh, PFJ. Because he's the same one who goes, you didn't give us time to hide. Are there any women here? No, 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 no. He's got a lot of, John Cleese has a lot of the lines I still quote from this movie. Oh, yeah. He, he delivers lines maybe the best of anyone. We've got a few show. crosses left. <laughs> he was arguing for a while. They said, well, this was in development that he wanted to play Brian. Mm-hmm. I like that all of his friends though were like, "No, dude, you're gonna kill in these other scenes. It's gonna be so fucking funny." Where's from us? How he's like this? Because I haven't been in like I'm gonna get stoned situation. But I've been told that in situations where it's like, you know, only make it worse. Cops got a shotgun under your head. You're like, how could it be worse? Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so they're 
men pretending to be women pretending to be men. <laughs> what fun. <laughs> It's very Shakespearean, isn't it? Yes. Even, and I want to make this absolutely clear, even if they do say Jehovah. <laughs> <laughs> and this gigantic, and then you see the bottom, and now you can't, it's actually hollowed out underneath. So. And this guy plays a ton of fucking roles. And I looked him up, and he just died recently. And I was like, oh, he looks like he was older. And yeah, he does. He just died like a couple years ago. <laughs> well, this is when they run into the ungrateful beggar oh, or whatever. Love this guy. Convulsive <laughs> complainer. I love him, too. Ex-leper. Here's a touch. This guy. Yeah. Cured. <laughs> Jesus did. Itching. You're not saying anything. You're not oh, saying shit. The problem is, it's an engaging movie. It's yes. just fucking it's funny. It's so funny. It doesn't matter. This is this is work. Then it's fine. <laughs> you want to put on your headphones and listen to? <laughs> That's what Jesus said. I've like, I can't. So often you run into someone downtown like that who's just like, "Give me money. You're doing it wrong. This is where you give me your pocket change." Well, yeah, and just someone who's, you know, you can tell that they're, you know, well-fed. They have a house. They have... <laughs> you can't tell that by looking at someone. Come on, you guys. I'm not talking. Well, he didn't say it, don't you? You got thrown under the bus and you didn't even say it. I'm just saying it on the experiences where, you know, you could tell. You know, there are a couple, a couple of, you know, to afford all the patches that you have on your coat and to know, to know specifically that you have a trust fund. You know, <laughs> no, it doesn't always happen, but it had happened. It's not my favorite scene, the the ungrateful beggar. I anyway. like the ungrateful yeah. beggar a lot, but it's not it's not the best political point that they could make. I, <laughs> not, Terrible. Yeah, I'm not I'm not following that as much, but. <laughs> what? Half Jewish then. Nadia's Maximus. And then his mother, she's supposed to be acting like it's not a joke name, and he doesn't think it's a joke name. Right. It's not till scene 52 that we find out <laughs> it's a joke name. It's like, a joke name. Biggest dickest. 
love how he throws a fit. Well, and then he says all these things. It's empowering, and then he's proud of it. Red Sea pedestrian and proud of it. It's good. I just mean that. He's I mean, technically, if your mother is Jewish, you're Jewish. It's good to get that on the film. Yeah, never said wasn't Jewish. He's Jewish. And proud of it. Mm-hmm. I just like that he throws like a, a teenage fit there, you know, <laughs> about identity or whatever. But he looks like he's you know thirty because he, he is. This is all done really well and very gory. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Just picking up the gore. And Terry Gilliam did the set design for all this. <laughs> Just can't get the hang. I'll just get that later. <laughs> uh, there was a quote saying that we took it seriously. This film is about something important. We made good points about the way people follow religion. Wolf nipple chips. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and there's something that I have later. Again, oh, my notes are my all favorite. over the place. About how it was based on some of the weird things they had in Roman food. Mm-hmm. It was like quail tongues or something. Or a woman. I really love how tied <laughs> into like, like activist circles they were for these. Because these inside jokes about that stuff yeah. are oh, really so good. good. Well, they kept and saying. And it also is relevant to the time too. Like there is like a lot of evidence of like bizarre political factions and infighting and stuff like that. Like there was like numerous messiahs. Like like the the only actually recognized messiah at the time was Bar Kokhba. Not yeah. Jesus. Well, they were trying to make fun of these revolutionary groups, and they keep saying all the different commentaries of like five different people. That, like, all oh, the American audience couldn't get it or didn't get it, but there were enough revolutionary groups back then that were doing a lot of bickering. And yeah. it reminds me of a lot of meetings that I would go to where it was like. <laughs> Timeless. Yeah, it's just someone is just a time suck and a time suck and no one can agree on anything. And some of that would turn out to be, especially back in the 70s, you know, COINTELPRO stuff, which was right. to disrupt and discredit and destroy. You know, where no one could ever agree on anything. And also, these people don't have any real power, so, like, all they can do is talk. There's a scene later where they're like, and let's go out and do it. It's like, you know, they don't really have any real power. Yeah. Even though they could have went and taken him down off the cross, and they didn't. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, it's all, this stuff is all gold. Gold. Well, that part isn't particularly, but like it's funny. But I like it, it's actually at least having a conversation that like it's a springboard. We, you know, it wasn't talked about, and then they talked about it, and made some mistakes. And mm-hmm. when we make the sequel, <laughs> this guy for some reason always reminds me of you. <laughs> Which guy? This is the guy. Is that running? Well, just especially. <laughs> Especially at the end when he gets one over and he's just doing this like, oh, and he's like giving the fucking fuck you. It's just just funny. I think that's what any one of us would probably do in this situation. Proper food? I'm still trying to find the thing about the quail tongues. I don't know. (laughs) 
capitulate then. Uh, the art director here was Roger Christensen. <laughs> uh, Roger Christensen, he did Alien. He is the set director on Star Wars. The last remake. Do you remember the movie The Last Remake? That was the movie you said was too wacky. It was um, with uh, Marty Feldman. It the guy from Young Frankenstein, but it was just like this is an example. Oh yes, too wacky. Yes, I do remember that, and it was. It was far too wacky, too zany. Uh, Roger Christian, who did the art direction on here, he did second unit director for uh, Return of the Jedi, and I like that he did Phantom Menace and none of the other films, even though he was still alive. He knew enough to get out and not like, do. Oh yeah, this was dumb. Episode two or episode three? Sinking ship. Splitters. <laughs> Yeah, they took all this seriously, and they got all these terms right. Boy, that's, that's us. <laughs> I thought we were the popular front. No, he's over there. <laughs> Splitter! <laughs> <laughs> Running away. <laughs> I was noticing that the Blu-ray does look really good. Yeah, it does. Because I had been watching half of this on the laser disc. <laughs> this this specifically reminds you of me. It's just it's funny. He gets down and oh, <laughs> it's like a soccer fan, and they're like, yay! And he wins with fitness. <laughs> There's like weird fur on the thing there too. It's weird. What fur. is going on there? Okay, this is this is also. Which one of these isn't my favorite scene, honestly? But this one always sticks out as just one of the funniest fucking scenes in the whole movie. Why don't you go masturbate about it? Jesus I God. am right now. Yeah, you can't tell, but like, oh my god! Why don't you like turn so I can see it? Well, oh my! <laughs> <laughs> uh, we said it earlier, but of course, uh, Graham Chapman was an uh, open, strong supporter of gay rights. It's just, uh, a friend of Mary's, right? Yeah, he was out and, and strong and, uh, you know, did hit the bottle a lot. But, I mean, uh, who wouldn't right. in a terrible society back then? And then um, he got sober before the filming of this movie. For this movie, but then... What? For this movie, but then went back to it afterwards. No, but he got he got sober b before this movie. What I said, don't listen to him. And, and no one wants to hear that he went back out. He didn't. <laughs> he stayed sober forever, and he's still alive. Oh, I'm sorry. I got that wrong. <laughs> we all did. I just found out now. No, uh, he is dead. <laughs> I love this shit. Cause I, <laughs> this is what I hate about language. This is what I think everyone hates about language. Like, it's like all the difficult bits in there, like remembering the plurals. And <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh shit, we were supposed to realize when Brian's mom buys rocks for the stoning, there's a boom mic that's visible and you can see at the top of the screen swinging from side to side. I missed it. Oh, I missed it too. <laughs> but in case you were like, you guys missed the boom mic, we, we know about it. Everything's on the up and up. <laughs> it's not done. <laughs> um, this is all wrong because no U appeared till the 14th century, so it should, be, should a be a V. v. <laughs> but it's fine. <laughs> Worn out brush. A long time. <laughs> uh, this film used and I think some of this here is uh, one of the some of the existing sets they used from uh, Franco Zeffirelli's miniseries Jesus of Nazareth yeah 1977 what a cool what a funny thing that there was so many like Jesus things happening that you could just like happen on all these temples and whatnot that were left in Tunisia Uh, 50% of this film was handheld. Oh, really? It's funny because a lot of it seems like stable shots or whatnot. But I guess they are moving. Yeah. Uh, John Goldstone was the producer on this. Is the executive producer of Holy Grail. Associate producer of Rocky Horror Picture Show, Meaning of Life, and Jabberwocky. Terrence Baylor, who plays Gregory, he was also the board guard out there, the guy with the eyebrows that we were mm -hmm. talking about. He plays the Bloody Baron in The Sorcerer's Stone. Oh. Yeah. He's in Brazil and Time Bandits and The Ruddles. All you need is cash. So I was saying Keith Moon followed them to Tunisia and apparently would wait on the beach for them to play after shooting normal office hours. They would do 9 to 12 and then lunch and tea time and go back from 1.30 to 5.30. Eric Ida was very close. He was set to play a role in the film. He was all excited, knew his lines, hugged Eric, and the next day he was dead, September 7, 1978, 32 years old. <laughs> Uh, he died in flat 129 Curzon Square, Shepherd Market, Mayfair, London, hmm. in the same room that Cass Elliot had died four years earlier. He took clomethazole to help dry out and get sober. He took 32 tablets, though. And uh, so there might be a little suicide in there. I do not know. I was not there. He's an amazing drummer, and I model my drumming after him a lot. Uh, his last words were, if you don't like it, you can fuck off. <laughs> Which I think is perfect for a drummer. Yes, it's awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, the wine. <laughs> but he still, he still has his resolve, John Cleese, where at the end he's still like, but what, besides all that, what have they done? Like, because the Romans are still fucked. <laughs> yeah. Fuck off. 
Now, see, that's the guy that was... It's Deuteronomy. ...was getting stoned earlier uh -huh. because he said Jehovah. <laughs> Matthias Deuteronomy something or other. Reg always reminds me of um, uh, the college students from Reed College and other college that was like, I'm unarrestable. <laughs> Those were definitely like, I was arrested with one of them and she literally told the cops, you can't arrest me. My father owns Heinz Ketchup. <laughs> And then got thrown in with us, and we were like, we heard that. <laughs> if that would have worked, I would use it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 my yeah, God. Me too. I love ketchup. you got to tap the 57 and... <laughs> There's one. Well, there's one. <laughs> I love this. Is called Brian. He is definitely one of my favorites. And he was always my favorite Python growing up. I always thought Michael Palin was like the cutest, and I liked all of his little sketches. Mm -hmm. And he was in my favorite um, uh, from the show, The Flying Circus, the guy that was riding a bike around uh, Europe. He just looked really cute with his little cap and socks pulled up. <laughs> yeah, he's got a bad back, see? I'm unarrestable. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Roman feast. Gotta get all this stuff is cool, shit. and they built all this stuff, and then they come through, like, the penis, right? Mm -hmm. It's like that big painting. Oh, the Socialist Workers' Party was one of the specific groups they were making fun of with the um, People's Front of Judea. Mm -hmm. Are you waving away a fart or are you no, cooling no, off I'm your just junk? No, from, uh, from... You're cooling off your junk. <laughs> that looks like a scene Adding in... the realism of the smell that that scene would have. <laughs> <laughs> See, you can, you can smell. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. 4D. <laughs> uh, on Holy Grail, I mean, on um, Life, sorry, Holy Grail, they had two directors, and apparently they argued the all Terry's. the time. So they went to um, the one Terry, and then he did all the animation and art direction. Which is funny, like, Terry watching Gilliam. them, like, they all, like, reflect on this, this movie, you know, like... Oh, you know, we really made the right choices in the time. You know, we argued about stuff, but we were all running so perfect. Like, everyone, like, did the things the best. It's amazing. Oh, uh, his, um, from the PFJ, Reg, who could not go because of his bad back. His name was Reg Francis, which is John Cleese's father's name. Reginald Francis Cleese. And this, the previous scene is John's memory, of course, of Latin in the 50s. Locative case? When it's two, used to indicate a place where... I don't know. <laughs> I took Spanish, not Latin. 
<laughs> but my dad, you know, when he went to church, he had to relearn rat- Latin and recite Latin and, and mass. And he was an altar boy. He had to recite a lot of Latin. Oof. There was already too much stupid shit to do in church. It's like to add. Also, learn this dead ass. Learning language. Latin. Ugh. We are. <laughs> that is a good line. We are struggling together. <laughs> that shit is just so on point. Well, then the Suicide Squad comes in the end, and there was like a scene that was cut called Otto. Right. The Nazi Jew. Yeah. It was like a little rough. I watched it, and I was like, okay, I get that it was cut. They were like, it could be offensive, you know, a little racy, but also it wasn't funny, and it wasn't really funny. But when you see them at the end, they like come out of nowhere. And it's just like, why? But they couldn't get rid of it because then they have other people giving speeches over their dead bodies, so they couldn't really eliminate both scenes without people being like, who are all these dead people? Right. (laughs) (laughs) You did it! Uh... You survived! Mm -hmm. I don't know the actor, or was he an athlete? David Sherlock? That was Graham Chapman's partner uh, for most of his life. He was an athlete? I can't remember. I'll have to to look him up, or you can look him up. David Sherlock. I just like his last name is Sherlock. You've been Sherlock. You think he got that a lot? The the whole, like, no shit, Sherlock. I think so. Uh, that's Terry Gilliam. When Graham Chapman appears nude to about a thousand people, uh, a lot of people weren't expecting it. And the first take they they shot, they had they couldn't use it because you could clearly see that he was uncircumcised. But then they (laughs) put a rubber band on it to um (laughs) make him appear to be circumcised. But uh. They did that on purpose. It's a good good scene. I've never, you know, sometimes you can be critical of nudity in films, but I like that he opens the door and he's completely naked. It's oh, funny. totally. It's it's brilliant. They just decided to go for it. I also like that they like. And so many like, things are one way. They see a bunch of titties and you never see any male nudity, and it's right. So David Sherlock uh, is an actor. He was in Yellowbeard, a doctor in charge. I like Yellowbeard. It's 80s, though, so we won't be watching it for a long time. A Liar's Autobiography. The Untrue Story of Monty Python's Graham Chapman. He would know. He would. Who's the one that was fucking Fuckface's partner? Jager Hoover. Oh, I was Tolson. I can't remember his first name, but... He was... In the closet, and bad things happen when you deny your sexuality. Jager Hoover did COINTELPRO and horrible things to many, many people responsible for the murder of Fred Hampton. <laughs> and who was one of the people that liquor? Yeah, the... I was just gonna say this bootlicker character yeah. is hilarious. 
Oh, what's the name of the guy that got one of the people that got the Rosenbergs killed? And then he was in the closet and gay too. <laughs> I'll come up with it. Some Roy Cohn. Roy definitely Cohn. been in the pub with that guy before. With Roy right. Cohn? No, no, no. no that, that the bootlicker. I know. I knew what you meant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I interviewed, I think it was Ethan Ghetto, one of the original members of the Gay Liberation Front, he talked about running into Roy Cohn at a gay bar and they kicked him out of it. Nice. He was like, I didn't know this was a gay bar. And I was like, you're fucking Roy Cohn, you're a piece of shit. And you knew it was a gay bar stop. No, he didn't know. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> I wouldn't have come in here in the first place. You're not kicking me out. I'm leaving. I hate gay people. I hate you. To his date. <laughs> Roy. God damn it. <laughs> what now? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's weird that they spelled everything weird, too, because he's not supposed to be able to say R's. Yeah. Uh, the crucifixion scene, what is it? Makmada in Tunisia. That's where Luke lived with his Aunt Baru and Uncle Owen. Oh, that's the digging, the dug-in spot? This is the crucifixion scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, because they, they show it from a distance and you can see, like, the hole there. You're a hole. Okay. <sighs> you uh, Listen, listeners, you know that he's a hole. <laughs> oh, yeah. Biggest diggers. No. <laughs> they all start laughing. Uh, no. Duh. Because it's funny, and like, he was, um, you know, doing these things to get them to laugh, and then you can see him kind of crack a couple times, too. <laughs> Michael Palin. When he's really up close, you can see him snicker a little bit. When he's... Oh, God. And like, this movie's like serious and political and important, but when I was a kid, I, I got some of that. Right. Some of the free thinking stuff, and like, question it, and, you know. It helped me on my road to becoming a proud, recovering Catholic. But some of it I didn't get, but was still on the floor laughing for days over Biggest Dickest. Right. I remember that was just like the funniest thing when I was like 11. <laughs> I'm grateful to my parents for letting me watch some rated R films. And I had a, a life hack where I was like telling my dad because I was a drummer. I was like, I just want to listen to the soundtracks. And so he changed my video card. It used to be a card so that I could rent rated R movies. Because I was like, it's going to be eight years before I can see the original cut of the Warriors. Before I'm 18 and I want to. So it's just for the music, dad. And he bought it. And it's true. I did listen to the soundtracks and I was interested in the music and film. But 
I wanted to see, hear all the swear words and see Judas full bush. Yeah. Important stuff. <laughs> this long ass scene of him saying biggest dick. This is where you can see him there, right there. He's sniggering. The corner of his mouth turn. And he's just, there are no better takes to use. Yeah. <laughs> I just it's, have to imagine a lot of these, they were just like laughing their asses off. It's hard. They hired a, a comedian. You know, to speak, you know, um, the language to the people, the extras they got in Tunisia uh, to tell jokes. And he wasn't making any of them laugh. So they the the guy, one of the, the Python people walked out and was just like, well, just, you know, roll around on the ground like that. And then they just did it. But it was funny that the comedian they hired wasn't making any of them laugh. <laughs> It's just a nice time to go. <laughs> it's like, okay, this is going off the rails. I'll just dip out. That'll be fine. Someone in you Oh, Stu Albert told me some story like that, where it's like they were getting arrested, and the cop was worried about something else, and they could all they all took off. They all just left. I think they might have had handcuffs on or something, but they were able to get away. Cause it's like, go. Which is kind of what he did in Pursuit of Happiness, even though right. he should have just maybe stayed. But Oh, yeah, he really needed to tell him that the stairs go nowhere. There's a little more animation. <laughs> and they were saying in the commentary this was just because Star Wars was popular. Everything to have, had to have a little space in it, so... <laughs> I've always been grateful for it. Yeah, it's I good. I love science fiction, and it's just, he ends up in a spaceship. You could say it takes you out of it, but it doesn't really. He's back in 30 seconds. And a lot of people that saw this film were also high as fuck, and so... Right? like, what just this is This is perfect, yeah. Wait, man, what? <laughs> <laughs> then they were getting fired on in like the in space? Federation? What do you it's mean you don't want to see it? Because it's biblical times. No, he's in space, man. It's aliens and lasers. <laughs> and then he goes back and the guy's like, lucky. <laughs> <laughs> it happens very quickly. It certainly does. It's just weird, those different colored liquids they have. It looks like... Um, bags of piss. Bags of blood or... Hmm. <laughs> 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 This is, also this is another historical thing, isn't Terry it? Terry Gilliam. This was supposed to be Keith Moon. And I think he would have been great right. at it. But Terry Gilliam had a lot of fun with this, as you can tell. And I just love that he's got those hands up there. <laughs> That's what I was just giggling at. And they're all charismatic and fucking crazy. Except the one who's just like this like... That's a very reasonable guy. Quiet. Was he supposed to be Welsh? I can't remember. He was all, yeah, quiet. He's like, little bits of paper. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's great. All it, of this. It's a, it's a perfect 
like inside nerd joke, like history nerd joke, because that's definitely how it was. There was a ton of competing messiahs at the time, and lots of like, you know, end of the world is coming. Like, yeah, fucking gobbledygook, and the lengths that people will go to be led by people. I was just, I posted on Instagram, I was just reading about, <laughs> I love him, <laughs> about how people are coming out saying that uh, the COVID vaccine is the number of the beast because it was like, you won't be able to buy or sell anything without the mark. Oh, Jesus. And I'm just like, fucking fuck. <laughs> Seriously, it's just weird living as a human being in this world that we still have. People worshiping this stupid fucking book and oh, organized religion. It's just crazy. Finding it's it seriously the elephant in the goddamn room. And I'm just like, what? Also, you don't need to. Like, if I don't need the vaccine. I've got God's vaccine. They're like, okay. What about polio? And like, <laughs> my God. Any number of diseases that you don't have today because they did something about it. When I was talking to my mom, my mom does that stupid. It's funny, though, where the guy was praying and. You know, he's like, God, you need help. And he's like, oh, God's going to save me. And a guy comes in a boat and a helicopter. And then he dies. And he goes before God. And he goes, God, why didn't you help me? And God's like, I sent a helicopter. And I sent a plane. And people in a boat. <laughs> so even my mom as a Catholic can get it right, you know. I'm happy that there's more woke Catholics. But eventually, I would like to rid the worship of a book. You could worship a different book. I had something about the haggle scene. I don't know where it is. I was just the haggle sketch is loosely based on a Peter Sellers bit. All life is pretty absurd. Human organization, absurd. Just make the best of it and don't take it too serious. Oh, this is just what they were talking about, the, the basic feelings about the movie and the lengths people will go to be led from, you know, the point that they start worshipping with the gourd and the... I do I do like the haggle. And when I first saw this movie, I didn't know what the fuck haggling was. Right. Because people didn't really do it. What? No, just not at the stores that I went to. Uh, same. And when you, you know, when you would you go went to... to a flea market? No, well, not I until I was older. Until I was like 13 yeah. or 14. And... But then in the punk community, I you know, trade for this. And sometimes you don't want to hear it. Dude, this patch is a dollar. I don't want your fucking zine. Fuck off. <laughs> I don't care that you have 35 cents. Fuck off. <laughs> when you're just on tour and you're tired, you've been living off bagels for three days and you've got diarrhea. You don't, you know, and the guy's saying he's, he's you know poor but he's not he's going to read college <laughs> you have a dollar i'm dying <laughs> that's cute I love that he just sticks his head in that's brilliant this is always a good point he's like you brought them right to our headquarters get off i'm unarrestable <laughs> yeah, but like I don't want to be arrested and you guys are supposed to help. 
Out the window. <laughs> the book of Obadiah. Yeah, and people forget, A, we were talking about this earlier, people still think there's still this, like, we're not going to correct you, that people think that the apostles wrote the Gospels, and the Gospels were written, you know, some say 30, some say hundreds of years right. after Jesus died. And, it's just, and that the whole book is a damn compilation. There is a book of Obadiah, and there are other books of the Bible where Jesus is like a swinging teenager or something. <laughs> I read some of them. It's something about Jesus with clay pots. or a silly person. <laughs> it's like a compilation tape. I do like this part where there's like just a million fucking guys pouring into this <laughs> tiny ass apartment. And he comes out with a spoon or something. Oh, yeah. Stabbed. What? <laughs> yeah, it could be worse. <laughs> Takes a second. It's asphyxiation. Asphyxiation. Not autoerotic asphyxiation. <laughs> A hundred percent sounds like a train starting. Weirdo. You gotta get that last dig in. <laughs> They're hiding so good. They hide like little kids. <laughs> Oh, you have scones? Oh, shit. That's what I'm supposed to point out that he says cunt. His klutz was dubbed. But if you watch his lips, you can hear him saying C-U-N-T. What? Why was it? When he said klutz, he actually says cunt. Why was that dubbed? They decided to change it to get rid of the C word. They did the same thing in um, Harry and Tonto. He's like, I like you, Aunt Ruth, but I think you're a C-U-N-T. But was that for the American audiences Probably. Or no, it was, was the whole... No, not, not American audience. All the audiences. Well, but it was, uh, it was a Warner Brothers release originally, right? Yeah, but I mean, there's no version of it where you can see... But you can tell that he's saying the C word, as you can in Harry and Tonto as well. And when Sigourney Weaver's like, you know, this episode's poorly written... With the chompers, and she goes, screw that. You can see her lips say, fuck that. <laughs> and it's just like, we can take it. I like his hair the best. He looks like an old G.I. Joe. <laughs> this is how he gets his first followers. <laughs> I don't want to be judged. <laughs> it's worth ten. <laughs> oh yeah, they're very pretty. <laughs> I love how he, he's like, 
fucking welfare dependent birds. Yeah, good luck to them. They're very pretty. <laughs> Such a rough crowd. They turn. Right? They put up with the guy with the hands nailed to a plank of wood. <laughs> He's great. He's racist. He's fucking crazy, but he puts on a hell of a show. <laughs> <laughs> it's refreshing somebody to call him out right? this seems like bullshit he spits and he just spits on everyone there I love it <laughs> inhibit their girth yeah, just because he trails off, they think uh-huh. it's some, like, there's that whole mystique. Okay. There's that whole line in Almost Famous where the guy talks about how, you know, when, you know, executives took over the music business or whatever. He's like, here's a lesson in mystique. You can only have one. And his, he has a lighter in one hand and nothing in the other, and his hands are closed. And he's like... Which would you choose? You choose the closed hand, one, you know, because you don't know what it is. It's a good life lesson. They did the same thing in UHF. Yeah, she has bad bangs here. <laughs> I was going to commend these amazing wigs, and one of them talked, oh, it was John Cleese, talked about how he hated these beards. They were super itchy and shit. They look itchy. <laughs> and that's acting to pretend that it's not itchy. Right? Stop. He's been taken off. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 there he is. <laughs> he was taken up. In the last, I think, Patton Oswald comedy special, he does a really good bit on Jesus that if you have a Netflix account, I encourage you to listen to because it's very good. And I will not re- reduce it to ruins by... <laughs> by trying to do it? Yeah. Some bits I can do, but you have to be able to do it good or don't try it at all. And even if you do it good, the professional comedian will tell you that you're doing it shitty. <laughs> um, or he'll tell you, don't steal my material. <laughs> or that. Uh, Lenny Bruce would like, you know... It's all these like progressions to like free speech and free thinking that like organized religion says is verboten, but he was getting arrested every time he would say a swear word, and then wrapped up in in trials for you know forever until he you know committed suicide or had an overdose. We don't know for sure, but <laughs> give me your shoe. You gotta collect them. But these, these officers and these people in these trials would do these bits of uh, Lenny Bruce, and he was always just like, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> and he would be like, let me do the bit, and they would never let him do it. They just... <laughs> so this guy here, his name's Spike, he's from the Goons, mm. which is like, what, who'd you say, Peter Sellers and, and him yep. and two other guys who I don't I read remember. that. I left it out because it was boring. 
<laughs> but I like he's just on vacation and like couldn't get a hotel room, so he came and found them. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, it's the same with Keith Moon. I like how he's just staying there. <laughs> this is beautiful because I've done that in like you know <laughs> protests and stuff when you you think your speech has just gotten going and nobody is next to you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that we should. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, that is funny though. That right. When well, apparently he had a whole bunch of close-ups and whatnot scheduled that they were gonna do for that shot, mm-hmm. but he, but they went to lunch and he just pissed off. He was mm-hmm. like, "I'm on vacation. I'm just visiting. I, I, I don't need this. I got my hotel room or whatever." Hey, it's another way down. conveniently covering his junk. Right, big long beard. You don't really get to see his junk. Well, you can see there's like a little piece of hair. <laughs> it's kind of cute. And he hadn't been talking. He always reminds me of Keith Moon. <laughs> I got a free trial to these these Quello concerts on Amazon Prime, and I've been <laughs> watching a lot of concerts in this one Who concert, and they're very similar looking. And it just happens to be the exact time he would like him to be quiet just a little bit longer. And he would like to sing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. When you're on acid in someone's parents' house and you want to shout how you're alive and <laughs> your friend wants you not to wake up his parents right. and you're just yeah. like, oh, go to the, the basement. <laughs> yeah. But I feel alive. I just want to touch your dog some more. I know, but there's an Atari in the basement and you need oh. to be in there right now. <laughs> I'll let you play for the th- like three turns in a row. Just shut up. Yeah. Some of the trials and tribulations of childhood waiting to play Atari. <laughs> the bullies would never let me play. <laughs> By any standard. <laughs> I was playing in the, the prairie path where you, my mom said you're not supposed to play because it's dangerous. Child molester will chloroform you when you wake up dead. And these, these bigger kids had a 10-pump um, a BB gun. Oof. And it was like 16 people following this one fucking douche with a fucking BB gun. And he would pump it and everybody got a chance. And I'm following this guy for like two hours to get a chance to fucking shoot it. And then I was able to pump it more than some of the other kids. I pumped it 10 times, shot straight in the air and killed a bird. Oh, no. Bird came down. I felt bad. And to make it matters worse, my dog followed me everywhere. My dog was always with me, not on a leash. I taught my dog to jump the fence so it could follow me. I suffer from a balding patch. But then my dog was a beagle, part beagle, and brought me the dead bird, you know, in honor of me to show honor and love and respect. I wasn't aiming at anything. I felt terrible. It was an accident. I'm sorry to that bird. They're very pretty. <laughs> Hurt mine. 
<laughs> he was John Cleese in his commentary was saying, you know, he kind of he stayed away from swearing a lot, but he really agreed with this thing. There are times in life where you just need to say fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I a mistake. That you shouldn't. Have. He's... Well, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> this is beautiful. Uh, Very what? good. Sometimes swear words are okay. Yeah, dude, I've got beef. No, he's not. Oh no, he's already got a stone. What? See? It's just it's also shining a light on how shitty people were two thousand years ago. Or today. Well I mean yeah, but you're still gonna worship that book. Well I think we've evolved a little bit from this. I don't know. I do. A little bit. You gotta give there's Judith. He's like, I wanna be a revolutionary, but I also there's this feeling that I got. Yeah, I also want to be a revolutionary for sex reasons. <laughs> I love that. What you could have that you could have beard costume. Had it be a guy. <laughs> it, like very carefully covered his junk and was yes. like taped to him or, or glued to him or whatever. Judith is the cutest. <laughs> Although he, he got the swinging nuts when he gets up to go get the <laughs> juniper berries. When you're so fucking happy that someone was kind enough to sleep in your bed with you. Yeah. And you're just yay. <laughs> This is great. Let's show 2,000 people my penis. Well, the commentary said 2,000. I wrote 1,000 because you get to see it. It doesn't look like 2,000 people. Yeah, it doesn't look like... It was an IMDb. Yeah, there were like 2,000 people. But, uh... That's not 2,000. doesn't look like... We always had 200. problems like that in protests, and people would be like, yeah, there were 6,000 people there. And I was like, I feel it was like 200. <laughs> and it's funny to me that you thought there were 6,000 people. You know, what I thought was funny is they were saying in this... I love how she steps in front of him, too, and right. she, when she starts beating on him. I mean, it's Terry Jones pretending to be his mother. So, apparently, most of the people out there, are they're all, like, yeah, Tunisian extras. And they were shocked at seeing the penis. Well, but not just shocked to see the penis. They also didn't speak any English. Yeah. And so all the repeating that they do, or all the the sound that they do, they're just phonetically repeating whatever Terry's telling them to say. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They just popped by. (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) <laughs> Worse for myself. <laughs> Hot bush. Full bush. <laughs> Who is she? Like, don't do that. A little less smacky smacky. No. Do you think that is American? You're American. You're American. I don't know. 
I can't answer your Probably hot Merkin debate. I mean, it's not like overly bushy. No, that's that's it, normal, amazing bush. Yeah, but I thought maybe they'd give her a Merkin that would cover her her lips or whatever, so it was like a little bit more G or. <laughs> See, then you get caught up in it. <laughs> Michael Palin was talking about when you actually get out there when he's playing Pontius Pilate and there's that huge crowd. He's just, he said it just does, it did feel really weird. Hmm. You know, about like having power and what that feels like, you know. Even though he knows he's an actor, he's playing a role, he says it just felt weird. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Got some clothes on though. Think for yourself. This is also one of my favorite scenes. You don't need to follow me. You don't need to follow anybody. That's a condemnation on the on Christ. Yes, we're all different. I'm not. Got a cool headband up there, up in the front, and a good seat for those speeches here to listen to. Oh yeah, you get there early if you want the good seats. There's one minute. That's it. <laughs> well, if it's not a personal question, are you a person? <laughs> if it's not a personal question, it's just the weird things they find important, yeah. Right? Are you a virgin? I, th- I, I think probably then. And then he's ready to take advantage. Right. I, Reg is here. Selling t-shirts. And <laughs> is got that guy again? You've got one <laughs> flying insect that's bothering me around here. No. I'm trying to send it over to you. There's George Harrison. Right there. Where? Right oh, there. Oh, there he is, yeah. And if it <laughs> wasn't for him, we wouldn't have seen this movie. <laughs> He's Mariah's favorite Beatle. <laughs> I did like in the interview, that, or the, the face-off with the bishop that they did, he said, yeah, George Harrison paid for it just so because he, he wanted to see the movie. Yeah. Oh, 
<laughs> no, 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 it's a... No, it's a yes, and then it's a not yes. And... Yeah. I was thinking about this with, like, my first, you know, girlfriend, and it's just like, there's issues, or, you know, I want to talk to you about something, you're just very interested in sex. It was quite a process to... <laughs> yes. Cut that out. <laughs> Slap to the head. I love that. And in general, it's not something that's like the most interesting thing to me. People find it way more interesting than me, but you know, when you're 16 or 17, I assume that this is supposed to be his first sexual experience. She wants to talk about revolution. He's just like, you're very cute. Yeah, I, I also <laughs> like revolution. Hey, it's Biggest Dickus. It's part of the process. Biggest Dickus is the best. <laughs> and then he wants to like read the speech and uh John Cleese is like this is that's the worst idea. Oh and he's just like they're in a silly mood. It's t I love that too where he's just like maybe give it a miss today. They're in a weird mood. And you're you. Hey, would you throw me one of them red No. Ropes? Yes. No. Yes. You remember all that bullshit you did earlier? Which one? All of it. This is why you don't get any red vines now. But I want some. I, I would love to give it to you. but Then just do. Okay, Follow but your you, heart you don't deserve do these. There's too much shit in the way. It's crazy. Victory's got this, like, whatever that is. It's an opium smeller. <laughs> oh, look what I have to do. I can't even <laughs> comment on the movie now. It's an opium smeller. It's not. It's not opium. Well, it's we an, don't have opium in it. This is the scene where they're just like, we, we're going to stop talking and get up and do it now. And I've definitely been in that meeting too. Mm -hmm. But I like the concept of it. Yeah, it's like we're basically powerless. There's, you know, our group is not that strong. We're, we're got right ideas about, you know. Haven't laid the proper groundwork yet. In some cases, even if we had, it's these rich bastards that have all the money and all the power. But it's just all you can do is talk. Although Judith is right, they could go there and protest. An immediate discussion. Don't want to do the long game work that it takes to build a base to have the resources to do it, and a lot of people don't understand what it takes. I would agree with that. I would also agree with what I was saying. It's also very rare, rare, and they don't really generally have a lot of power, <laughs> especially if they're dull and boring like a lot of these groups. You gotta spice it up, have some comedy, have some swear words, a magic show, maybe. <laughs> as soon as we get done with the now Reg is kind of a, a butthole they do that whole thing yeah where they, he does it like oh <laughs> and okay yeah he was acknowledging <laughs> that that's a horrible line but that's what Reg's character would say okay right, yeah right. totally yeah <laughs> that's what that character would say today yeah exactly yeah, exactly exactly <laughs> good point now I've always loved his hair in that yes it's just that like 
fuck around guy. He's like, no, freedom for me. <laughs> He's just got the most perfect hair for his character. They got it the most right. And this Good. guy, he like, <laughs> he loves the Good. people, the town. They say he loves the community. He's just, you know, crucifixion? Yes. And the other guy just can't compute. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> For fun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, you're just these guys. They're great. <laughs> it's like two people. It's like when my friend had a six foot bong. And I was like, what? How do you work this? Oh, it takes two people to operate it. I was like, oh, it sucks being home alone, wanting to smoke pot and watch David Letterman. <laughs> two people to operate. Now, I find this scene to be one of the most powerful, and I, I wrote down a quote by Michael Palin from this. Uh, once people start laughing, it is a brilliant form of subversion and is something I think that modern revolutionaries should remember. If you can make fun of somebody, it's better and far more effective than shooting them and making a martyr of them. <laughs> it was just a nice quote that I liked in the commentary. Yeah, that's fun. And then you got to flip the disc over and listen to two other actors. I was curious because they're not doing all the commentary together if they didn't want to be in the same room together. Because <laughs> I do hear that some of them get along with each other more than others. And it's just the same thing that you hear about people in bands and stuff. And they've just been around each other too much. Been in the van with these people too long and just very sick of right? them. We've done this too much. Some Jewish joke. Oh, oh no! <laughs> Biggest Dickus. I would love to be in a movie and be like, my character's name is Biggest, Biggest Dickus. Oh, yeah, it wasn't the most funny one. I like that they, they slap her. With yeah. R's, idiot! You can't say R's! This is what we're doing. <laughs> and then, yeah. No! Diggis, no! <laughs> <laughs> they cut Biggest Dickus's big scene. Uh, boo. Biggest Dickus's big scene. Movie coming soon. It's like Baby's Day Out. Biggest Dickus's big day. And then at the end, it turns out that they're just pretending they talk normally. <laughs> it's a bad bald cap. Is it even a bald cap? 
I can't remember the, um, he was saying the, the theory behind it is that he was like torn apart and put together wrong or something. <laughs> does look like he's put together poorly that was a, a a metal song right sewn back together wrong i think it was metal metalocalypse even <laughs> i think sewn so too. back together wrong because that's their uh their producer yes. right well close that's you oh. it's their personal chef but that's okay it doesn't matter that's why i didn't say but yeah, oh their per- yeah their, their producer's eyes blew up what? No, that's the engineer. He's great, though. He's like, the bass rocks! Metalocalypse podcast coming never. never. It's going to be after our Love Boat podcast. <laughs> I would do an episode of Love Boat. But they did that on... Um... <laughs> They did that on the Mission Log podcast for um, April Fools. They were like, they just went right into a, a Love Boat podcast, and it was like a review of an episode of Lo- a two-parter, and it was funny. That's really funny. I love that they just took it seriously, and they're just totally falling about. It's a great day. It's just a great day out. They're just having a good time. <laughs> is that like meat hanging? What is it? Yeah, I don't know. I have another quote for this one from John Cleese. John Cleese says, The cross aspect is a little odd because after all, it was a standard form of capital punishment in the Roman Empire for several centuries but it's been kind of appropriated by the Christian religion, which incidentally, as you probably know, is a source of astonishment to people in other religions because they cannot understand why the people who established the dogma of Christianity would have chosen to symbolize Christianity with an instrument of torture. Yeah, serious. And I have always thought the cross bit was weird. Yeah. There's that guy you like. (laughs) That gum you like is coming back in style. (laughs) And they were saying that, you know, shit like this would happen back then. They're keeping records, but not the best records. And they were doing sometimes hundreds of crucifixions a day. And so I'm sure this happened at least once. Right. (laughs) But he got you. (laughs) (laughs) It's perfect. We do have a bride. (laughs) 
<laughs> they didn't add that to the subtitles. Didn't say bang you. No, they didn't. out of doing anything at work. work. (laughs) And it's very good that Loretta is like always, everything has to be in the minutes. Right? we get it in the minutes? Is it in the minutes? Because I've also been in that meeting. And it's just like, it's not necessary. (laughs) Got a few crosses left. (laughs) That's in the trailer. Yeah, you know, make a day of it. to be on and bicycle seats on the on the crosses I like orders cops they're all bastards Spaghetti hanging? What is that? Swelling musical cues. <laughs> you can see his nail moving around. <laughs> and they couldn't decide if they wanted to do the nails or the ropes. So there's nails and ropes. <laughs> Imagine like if they were actually doing them in the hands that you would have to also tie someone on there. Yeah, but you know all the pictures of Jesus and you never see any ropes hanging him. Maybe one picture or painting. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> 
What? <laughs> Wait, you can just take me down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They'd be busted. It's so silly. Or just take me down. I don't want to murder for the PFJ. They crucify you for the quality of prisoner support these days. Yeah, ain't nobody busting people out of prison and shit anymore. Right. I mean, they crucify you with the drop of a hat, so they would be up there the next day. The guards are right there. I get it. I'm Brian, and so is my wife. <laughs> I'm not really Brian. But yeah, he just gets away with it. It's great. His brother didn't even have to come. Or, well, he's just a good thing. He, he probably did because he's all over that tail. Oh. <laughs> it's not funny. They finally show up. <laughs> They're the most hated. Oh, getting tired. It's a nice length, this movie, but yeah, we did our review program before His this. Pants so. are falling off. I'm talked out. We still got to do a wrap up. It's got to turn eye. a star of David into a swastika. How do you do it? Well, that's how you do it. Yeah. How do you do what you do to me? <laughs> what? <You> silly. <laughs> Suicide Squad. Yep. This is like real fucking rubble she's running through there. <laughs> Red, I, I like, no, I, uh, okay. But could you get me down? Yeah. Great teeth. Don't step on any feet. They're doing a pretty good job of being dead there. Yeah. Three days it took to get this. I, I like that. Pack your bags, you're going on a guilt trip. <laughs> Mariah said something that her mother thought was like not very smart or something and was like, Oh, I think I wasted all that time reading to you. <laughs> like, whoa. 
Saying Damn. He, yeah, he, he wrote this song and it's, it's good. And people still sing this in karaoke today. I, I sing it like parts of it all the time. Yeah. I've sung it in karaoke. When we, when we lose I hate the whistle part. Oh. Yeah. Oh, they were saying that in the commentary. They were saying they still do that in soccer games. Or... Oh, totally. Yeah, you lose and your team sucks and like everything is bad. <laughs> I just liked it as a kid and because um, it has a swear word in it. Oh yeah. Now, I have a first press of this record that you're fucking cat, <laughs> and you were too chicken shit to tell me. What? It was true. That was whole. That was all part of it. It was like a couple years later. I was like, "What happened?" And he finally fessed up to it. That your that Bobby had chewed on the end of my record. Oh. <laughs> what do you think I was talking about? I don't particularly remember that, but that's okay. But as has been mentioned, I'm not always frosty. So. You you. You'll get there. <laughs> you just need to have some some regimen of juices. You need to get a, oh, there was someone there with a fake beard. That's hilarious. <laughs> Seen this movie like 22 times, and I never noticed that. Me either. But again, this is a sharp Blu-ray. Looks very good. To think that they would crucify hundreds of people a day. And the population was a lot less than it is now, you know. Right? You know, and then camera goes away and the movie ends, but they mention it takes a couple days to asphyxiate like that because your arms are over your head. And, right. And then they just shove you into that mass grave. But this is the place that you said is... Uh... Well, all of it. Oh. But yeah. I thought this specific spot because they had the like... No, but all of it was. I think you were in the bathroom, but that's the, the opening scenes of Star Wars. Where Luke lives with his Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. Isn't that where Jamie... Jamie went there. Yep. What? Jamie went to Tunisia. Oh, yeah. Tunisia. Nice. Oh, that sounds like a fun trip. Ride a camel. See Star Wars stuff. They said, incidentally, this yeah, record's got, available on vinyl. It was worth a like, hundred bucks, and then your cat bit it. It's worth about twenty now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm out of here. Are you talking about the trip to Tunisia? Yeah, he got the best pictures. They're just like super dreamy. Like a lot of the set stuff was still there. Because they like Star Wars tourism. Yeah, get that, get that yeah. cash. All right, we'll see you in the wrap-up. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Matt Paintings by Abacus. Abacus? It's a prog band. Finished prog rock band. Sweet. Abacus. <laughs> and you get that sound in the Dolby. All right.